Welcome to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant. It's the classic Jesus music radio show. It's a look back at where it all began. This is Full Circle, looking back at the beginnings of today's contemporary Christian music. Now, now here's your host, Jerry Bryant. Hi everybody, this is Jerry Bryant and welcome to another edition of Full Circle, the classic Jesus music show where I bring you the songs from the 70s and 80s, taking a look back to where it all began. The theme of this episode comes as a suggestion from my webmaster, Stephen Wary. Now, at the same time he suggested it, I received a similar suggestion from one of my listeners whose email reads as follows. Dear Jerry, wow, I can't believe it. I've been looking and doing some listening on sites like live365.com, and I've been looking for Christian oldies music. And then I ran across your site looking for an old song I could barely remember, and you had it on one of your episodes. I'm referring to Terry Talbot's Bible Land. Anyway, I love your shows, and I'm listening to them whenever I can. Now, I do have an idea for a show. How about taking a theme from Terry and doing one titled, A Time to Laugh? Now, I know there's so much good stuff out there, like Bible Land or Isaac Air Freight, maybe some Steve Taylor stuff. So why not do a humor-themed show, one full of fun? some light and not-so-light humorous songs and skits. I'm remembering a Star Trek parody done by, well, I don't remember who did it. But if you do know who did it and you can find it, oh, that would be so good to hear it again. Last time I heard it was on an 8-track tape. Oh, that makes me feel old. Also, if memory serves me correctly, David Meese had some really funny stuff in one of his live albums, too. Anyway, thanks for the memories. I just had to say thanks. Charles Nance, Springfield, Missouri. Well, thanks for confirming the idea, Charlie. And that's just what I'm going to do on this episode. And I have a lot of the songs you suggested. Now, as far as the Star Trek parody, I just can't seem to recall that one. I'm still searching. Maybe one of our listeners can recall who did that and and let us know. I'll give my contact information out later on in the show, but for now, let's start things off with a man who wrote many of what I call serious, silly songs. Here to kick off the show, the astonishing, outrageous, amazing, incredible, unbelievably different world of Gary S. Paxton. And when the meat wagon comes for you. Hey, you, don't turn your back on me. I'm talking to you. See you tearing out your hair from the ulcers in your stomach that are caused by those problems in your head. I see you trying to look younger all the while you're getting older and you're somewhere between alive and dead. I see you put on false disguises that don't even fool your mirror. Then you take another step toward your grave. And I can't help but wonder what your soul is going to do when that big wagon comes for you. Now here it rolling toward you is a close or far away. 
Can you hear its sirens and see its flashing lights? Well, it may pass you this time, but someday it's gonna stop And pick up your remain, cause time has got you in its sights I see you biting off your nails, ha <laughs> while you're hammering those others That you eat and smoke and drink and drive and chew And I can't help but worry what your soul is gonna do When that weed wagon comes for you Why you wallow in mistakes of yesterday I hear you talk about today And pretend there's no tomorrow While you waste those precious hours on the way I see you gamble on the chance That when you're dead, you're dead But that inner you keeps tearing you in two And I can't help but worry What your soul is gonna do When that weed wagon comes for you Is it close or far away? Can you hear its sirens and see its flashing lights? Well, it may pass you this time, but someday it will stop And pick up your remains, cause time has got you in its sights I see you maim and kill each other, sometimes in the name of Christian But the Jesus I know sees the things you do And he can't help but wonder what your soul is gonna do When your meat wagon comes for you Can't help but worry what your soul is gonna do when your meat wagon come for you. Here it coming out. Woo! Roll them dry bones on out to the graveyard there, son. <laughs> Get your little six by six hole. Mighty dark in there. <laughs> It's coming to get ya. Here it coming home. Are you going to be ready when the meat wagon comes for you? The unmistakable sound of the one and only Gary S. Paxton. Never been anyone in Jesus music as strange as him. Besides his zany songs, he also had a serious side. Composed some great Southern Gospel favorites that would be welcome in any church down south. Also started a record company back in 1976 called New Pax Records. And on the label... Acts such as Scott Wesley Brown, Mike Johnson, Don Francisco, Pharaoh and Pharaoh, Pat Terry, Daniel Amos, and the late Tom Howard. Now on to another artist 
whose records have the same feel as Gary's, both a mixture of serious and funny songs that make a scriptural point nonetheless. Now, Jim Gill uses the metaphor of getting into physical shape to make the point of how we as Christians need to be spiritually fit if we're going to live in this world and build up the body of Christ. Like it says in Jude chapter 1, verses 17 through 21, Dear friends, remember what the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ foretold. They said to you, in the last times there will be scoffers who will follow their own ungodly desires. These are the men who divide you, who follow mere natural instincts and do not have the Spirit. But you, dear friends, build yourselves up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in God's love as you wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you eternal life. From his 1979 album on Star Song Records called Spectacles, Jim Gill, in his take on the exercise craze of the late 70s and early 80s (laughs) and the present day, called Bodybuilder. And coming up on this special episode of A Time to Laugh, the best known and most innovative comedy team in the field. Sand was never kicked in Charles Atlas' face. And if I'd send in some bucks for his booklet, my flab would soon be gone without a trace. So I got a set of barbells for Christmas. Hours of resignation for the cost of discipline had broken my losing streak. While flipping dials one day, I heard a TV. Find the strength to follow him. 
exercising And I'm in training How to live the Christian life I've embarked on my course To spiritual fitness Spiritual fitness And I'm building up The body of Christ With a song that dares to ask the question, what kind of shape are you in? Jim Gill on Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, recalling the memories. Now I'm glad you're listening because on each episode you get to hear early Jesus music, whether listening to one of my affiliate radio stations or via the web. This particular episode I'm featuring some of the more lighthearted selections and well, if you miss a selection you want to share it with a friend, just go to the playlist archive at my website, www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. Or you can download it free onto your iPod at the iTunes Store. You can get in touch with me at www.fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's fullcirclejesusmusic.com. You can also check out my blog and links to some of the featured artists, or if you want to support the radio show financially, there's a PayPal button. Now write me, and I'll tell you how you can help keep this radio show going. Write me at info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com, and, well, don't leave out the Jesus. Hi, this is David Meese, and you're listening to Full Circle with Jerry Bryant, the classic Jesus music radio show, taking a look back to where it all began. This is Jerry Bryant, and Isaac Air Freight was the original, the best-known and most innovative comedy team in a field they almost single-handedly pioneered, Christian comedy. Their unique style of satirical sketch comedy humorously communicating piercing truths about the human condition, while introducing you to some of the most colorful and real characters you might ever have the pleasure of meeting. Now, the original members of Isaac Airfreight, Dan Ruppel, Dave Toole, and Larry Watt, teamed up in 1976 with the hope of building a successful comedy career. And they were able to do just that, but in a way they never expected. They first gained considerable word-of-mouth attention around Southern California nightclubs when, in 1977, they each made a commitment to Christ. The dramatic personal changes they experienced quickly became evident in their direction as a group. Material that had its basis in cynicism and escapism steadily gave way to comedy that inspired their audiences spiritually and offered them a new lens to examine society's values. In 1978, 
they recorded their first album entitled Fun in the Sun, an immediate bestseller among contemporary Christian audiences. And, well, by the time In the Air and On the Air, their second album was released, the group's touring schedule had grown enormously, with it an appeal for their insightful comic vision. 1980 brought the release of Foolish Guys to Confound the Wise, an album aimed at the spiritual center of contemporary life, both inside and outside the church. A powerful statement in laughter. In 1981, Dan and Dave began to work on the Isaac Air Show, a highly successful daily radio feature syndicated nationwide on over 120 stations. And the most popular selections from the show gave birth to two more albums, Snooze You Lose and My Kingdom Come, Thy Will Be Done. Extensive touring, numerous television projects brought the group widespread recognition not only within the gospel industry, but within a national mainstream audience. Their growing popularity brought two more albums aimed at this audience outside the church walls. The Freight's Designer album, 1985, and Over Our Heads, 1987, revealing their growth as artists and as communicators. The original group's pioneering comedy is a wonderful memory of the past, but the eternal truths of their sketches are as relevant and true as the day they were first presented. With their own take on the popular 60s sitcom Leave it to Beaver, Here's Isaac Air Freight and Leave It to Squirrely, Part 2. Stay tuned, because later in the show, a well-known secular musical comedian tells an amazing story as to what happened in church one day. Leave It to Squirrely, with Hugh Budford, Barbara Billingsworth, Tommy Dow, and Jerry Smathers. He's Squirrely. really neat, huh? Well, family day at my dad's office. Oh, it's no big deal. I've seen lots of offices in my day. Why, my old man's office is as big as a warehouse. <laughs> Gee, Eddie, well, I thought your dad worked in a warehouse. Don't get smart. <laughs> so what time is it, Squirt? Oh, hey, well, it's almost time for that big executive luncheon. We better get upstairs. Yeah, don't want to keep the big boys waiting. Who knows, when they see how smart I am, they may hire me right on the spot. Well, I don't think they'll hire you if they find that out, Eddie Very funny So where are you going, Squirt? Well, I'm going back to stairs The stairs, but the elevator's right here Well, I know, Eddie Well, but the sign says use the stairs It's all a scam, Sam The bigwigs just put it there to keep it themselves Well, I don't know, Eddie Well, my dad says not to use it on on account of my brake It might break Hey, the radio in my car might break But it doesn't keep me from using it, does it? Besides, we're late. Well, I guess it'd be all right. Well, so long as we just go straight up. Of course we'll go straight up. Where else are you going to go in an elevator? The Bahamas? <laughs> Third floor, make it snappy, James. Hey, 
Hey, what happened? The elevator stopped, Eddie. What'd you do, Squirt? Well, I didn't do nothing. I just pushed a button, that's all. I don't all. care. I don't care. I just got to get out of here. What's the matter, Eddie? You got to go to the bathroom? No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about survival. We could die down here. Gee, Eddie. Really? You know it, Squirt. These elevators have a mind of their own. One wrong move, we could wind up in China. Golly, Eddie. You gotta promise me something, Squirt. If I pass out, you'll give me mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. Well, I don't know if I could do that, Eddie. Well, I never kissed a guy before. Well, I never even kissed a girl yet. I'm not asking you to kiss me. I'm asking you to save my life. Well, I don't know. Well, I seen Gus the Fireman do it once. Well, it looks like kissing a me. Squirrely. Hey, Squirrely. Wally. Hey, Wally. Hey, Squirrely, is that you? Yeah, what Wally. What are you doing down there? Well, well me and Eddie, well, we're kind of stuck in here, Wally. Yeah, like sardines. I could explode at any minute. Yeah. Boy, I thought Dad said not to take the elevator. Well, golly, Wally. Well, Eddie's the one who said... Never mind all that. Just get me out of here before I have a heart attack. Key, key. Don't get excited, huh? I'll get Dad to find the janitor. Boy, are you going to get it this time. Yeah. Boy, I almost wish we weren't getting rescued now. (laughs) Too late for all that. I think I'm going under. Well, what do you mean, Eddie? I mean, all it stands between me and eternity is you, kid. It's now or never. Don't die on me, Eddie. Don't die on me. Oh, uh, you'd miss me, huh, Squirt? Well, no, Eddie. <laughs> I just don't want to kiss you, that's all. <laughs> oh, hey. Hey, the elevator's going. Yeah. Yeah, we're moving. Yeah. See, Squirt? I told you there was nothing to worry about. Yeah. Oh, Squirrely. Hi, Dad. Hello, Mr. Cheevers. You're sure looking well today. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. Not at all, sir. I'd like to stay and talk, but I gotta go throw up now. <laughs> Good. <laughs> well, Squirrel? I guess you're gonna harp me now, huh, Dad? Well, Squirrely, I told you not to use the elevator. Well, gee, Dad. Why no? You said we shouldn't. Well, but Eddie said we should. But I said we shouldn't on account of you said we shouldn't. But Eddie said we should on account of we were late. Well, I didn't want to be late, and Eddie didn't want to be late, and you didn't want us squirly, to be late. Squirrely, squirrely. If, if Eddie told you to steal money out of my wallet, would you do that too? Gee, Dad. Well, I'd never do that. On account of all your money's in Mom's purse. Squirrely, my point is, is that uh, you've got to learn that there are rules you have to live by, and you have to do what's right. And I kind of did what was wrong? Well, son, what if something had happened down there? You mean, like if Eddie would have died down there? Exactly. How would he have felt if Eddie had actually died down there? Gee, Dad. Well, not as good as you would have felt, but... Look, Pascrua, look, my point is, is that you are, have to be responsible for your actions. You have to realize that they have an effect on others. Yeah. Well, they could affect me, too. No, that's right. Well, I never felt so creepy before. No. Good. Now, now, come on, son. Your mother and Wally are waiting. Dad. Yeah? Well, before we go, could I ask you a question? No. 
What is it, son? If a guy said his life depended on it, mm-hmm. well, would you ever kiss him? <laughs> the comedy troupe of Isaac Air Freight with Leave It to Squirrely Part 2 or Stuck with Eddie. And speaking of squirrels, my next song has a lot to do with a furry little animal. Although not officially a Christian music artist, my next track comes from Ray Stevens, more of a country music songwriter and best known for his many novelty songs from the 70s and 80s. Now, I think the song shows in a funny way. God can even use a novelty songwriter and also something as small as a squirrel to get the church's attention focused back on him instead of on a lot of other things that should be left on the back burner. Well, just as God used a donkey to speak to Balaam, he can he can use a squirrel to speak to his people. With a song that ended up in the number 20 spot in the charts in 1984, Ray Stevens and the story of the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. Well, when I was a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her antebellum world. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. And one day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew, showing him to my good buddy Hugh when that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk. But what happened next is hard to tell Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell But the fact that something was among us was plain to see As the choir sang, I surrender all The squirrel run up Harv Newland's coveralls And Harv leaped to his feet and said, Something's got a hold on me! Yeah! The day the squirrel went berserk In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival that broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah. Hallelujah Well Harv hit the aisles Dancing and screaming Some thought he had religion Others thought he had a demon And Harv thought he had a weed eater Loose in his fruit and blooms He fell to his knees to plead and beg And the squirrel ran out of his britches leg Unobserved to the other side of the room all the way down to the Amen pew Where sat Sister Bertha better than you who have been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee But you, you should have seen the look in her eyes When that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs And she jumped to her feet and said, Lord, have mercy on me As the squirrel made laps inside her dress She began to cry and then to confess to sins That would make a sailor blush with shame she told of gossip and church dissension But the thing that got the most attention Was when she talked about her love life And then she started naming names The day the squirrel went berserk In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah! Well, seven deacons and the pastor got saved and $25,000 got raised and 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot. And even without an invitation, there were at least 500 rededications and we all got rebaptized whether we needed it or not. Now you've heard the Bible story, I guess, how he parted the waters for Moses to pass all oh, the miracles God has wrought in this old world. 
But the one I'll remember till my dying day Is how he put that church back on the narrow way With a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel The day the squirrel went berserk In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting hallelujah The day the squirrel went berserk In the first self-righteous church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula A legend, Ray Stevens and the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. On Full Circle, back to where it all began. Now, many Jesus music artists may not show their funny side within the context of a recorded effort, but when they have an audience before them, it comes to light and shines forth. Mike Johnson, Danny Taylor, even Larry Norman showed they had a sense of humor on stage during their live acts. And to give you an example, here's David Meese from his 1982 live album, Front Row, sharing some stories about his youth and the early days of playing the piano. See, when I was a kid growing up, I used to be kind of mixed up about my mom, you know. I mean, she was so sweet and everything, except when I did something wrong, you know. And uh, you know what I'm talking about. I used to get really mixed up because I watched TV, you know, and mothers on television never acted like real mothers. You know what I'm talking about? You know, on, on TV, you know, when kids do things wrong, you ever notice? They never do anything to them, man. All they ever say is, young man, go to your room. Go to your room. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but my mother never said that to me when I did something wrong. When I did something that was really wrong, she'd look at me and say, I brought you into this world, I'll take you out. We're talking violence on TV. They never met my mother, you know what I mean? <laughs> you ever notice, too, when mothers get really mad, they don't talk normal either? David Meeks, do you understand what I am trying to say to you? Are you listening to me? Ooh, look at this room. Look at this room. Look at him, look at him, look at him. I got clothes all over the floor, but that way I don't get the carpet dirty, you know? Watch your step though, Mom. There's a cat down there. I know there's a cat under there somewhere. That's my brother, Dwayne. Oh. Come on out, Dwayne. You've been down there three days, man. You see, my brother wasn't much help either, you know? And he was three years older than I was, and he's the one that corrupted me. And you see, my mother had a lot of rules around the house, you know, and you just didn't break those things, you know, unless you wanted to be turned back to dust or something. And uh, I'd be real careful, you know. Well, he and I had an agreement going where he wouldn't tell on me if I wouldn't tell on him, you know, when we did something wrong, you know. We figured we'd both live longer that way. You see, one of those rules my mom had, had to do with the kind of music you listen to. You see, my mother didn't want anything but classical music in the house. She didn't want any of that rock stuff or that beat. I can have that in my house. Not gonna have any of that country western garbage either. For years, I thought that was the name of the music, country western garbage, you know. A guy said he liked country western music. I said, oh, you like garbage, oh. Got my jaw handed to me. Now, we, we didn't even have any religious records in the house or gospel music, you know, unless it was written by Bach, Brahms, or Beethoven, and I, uh, I couldn't really get into that, you know, it was all in German, you know. <laughs> Sound like somebody with sinus trouble to me. <laughs> But, uh, 
was in there practicing the piano one time, and I saw my brother Dwayne coming in the house. You see, something about Dwayne you've got to realize, you see. My brother Dwayne never came in the side door in the house unless he was smuggling something in. He shouldn't, you know. Did you know that he had in his possession a Beatle record? I said, man, do you want to die? He took me to the back room and he played me some of it. And I've got to kind of admit, you know, I kind of liked it too. You see, we had a problem then. Because we could only play it when my mother was out of the house. Of course, you could always tell when my mother left the house because she had a bad muffler. And we're not just talking your average everyday bad muffler either, gang. You know, we're talking bad muffler. You know what I mean? I mean, walls would shake, buildings would collapse, mothers would take children off the streets. You know, we're talking bad muffler, okay? So the way we'd work our music is very simple, you see? I'd be in there practicing my Mozart. And I'd hear my mother driving off, you know. Twenty years ago today, Sergeant Pepper taught the band to play. And my brother come in. My brother come in and he'd say, Is Mama gone? I said I wouldn't be singing this if she was here, nerd. So we sat down and we'd sing together, you know, until we'd hear her coming back, you know. Should I say, what a nice young man. Look at my brother and say, why can't you be more like your little brother? And he'd always say, I am. (laughs) The funnier side of David Meese. Mother, Muffler, Mozart, and the Beatles. (laughs) I hope you had a good laugh with that piece. And I've lots more memories to cover as we navigate some of the stories and songs that gave us a reason to chuckle in those days of early Jesus music. I'll be right back. Full Circle. Full Circle. Hi, this is Randy Stonehill, and you're listening to the very best of classic Christian music with my friend Jerry Bryant. This is Jerry Bryant, and I'm glad you've stayed around, and you will too, when you hear what's up next. It's another great live performer who is sometimes referred to as the clown prince or court jester of Jesus music due to his ability to make a moral or spiritual point about a certain topic and then make us laugh at the same time, all within the framework of a pop song. This next track does just that. This one's an observation of the lifestyles of the rich and famous and just how far they will go to be in the in crowd with real values getting sacrificed to vanity. Now, you may be saying to yourself, now that's some pretty serious stuff. How could anyone make that funny? Well, why don't you just sit back and listen to how Randy Stonehill tackles the idea? Yeah. 
from a truly funny guy, Randy Stonehill. On Full Circle, back to where it all began. When the conversation turns to Christian artists who use humor in their songs to make a point, the name of Steve Taylor always pops up. Because on all of his recordings, he tends to make waves that have always caused a stir within the CCM community. From his 1983 debut EP, I Want to Be a Clone, to his 1993 swan song, Squint, he was a pioneer in bringing satire to Christian pop rock music. A former youth pastor, Steve Taylor's musical output is so full of potent and convicting messages that expose hypocrisy and promote a genuine faith delivered through a comedic lens. Steve would later go on to be a well-known producer of other artists and to discover new talent for the Christian music world. Now, my featured song is the title track off of his first full-length LP called Meltdown. And here's what Steve said concerning the origins of the song. Now, the most popular tourist attraction in London is the world-famous wax museum Madame Tussauds. I visited the museum like any other tourist. But while everyone else was staring at all the wax figures of history's illustrious men and women, I remember wondering what would happen if someone turned up the heat. (laughs) Jesus said, what good is it for a man to gain the whole world, yet forfeit his soul? Meltdown at Madame Trousseau's simply uses a new metaphor to ask that same question. You know, I was originally concerned that the song's topical references might lose some kick in later years. Do the youngsters out there remember tennis star John Bad Boy McEnroe? And my manager begged me not to include the line about Dylan. But ten years later, the lyric seems to me to hold up pretty well. From the liner notes from the album, <laughs> looking back to 1984, Steve Taylor and Meltdown at Madame Tussauds. And coming up another Taylor of funny songs, but not the brother of Steve. Well, that's next. Yeah. 
Steve Taylor on Full Circle. And I now go from Steve Taylor to Terry Scott Taylor. (laughs) Although not related, they both had a pendant for writing songs that were memorable in their use of satire and topical humor to make a point. In 1988, Terry Scott Taylor, along with a few of his friends and the members of his band Daniel Amos, formed a group called the Swirling Eddies. The Swirling Eddies showcased the comical side of Terry Scott Taylor, adopting synonyms for names and, well, writing music that fused the wacky with an art rock psychedelia. This song, like the Steve Taylor song we just heard, is also the title track from their sophomore effort. Within the context of the song, we find that the Swirling Eddies are in search of the elusive Elvis Presley. According to the song, He escaped to the city by faking his own death and decided to make his home in the wilderness. The song makes parallels between the search for Elvis, the search for Bigfoot, and mankind's search for a savior. It could also be taken as an observation of someone who is breaking the first commandment, which says in Exodus 20 verses 3 through 5, You shall have no other gods before me. You shall not make for yourself a carved image, any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or that is in the earth beneath, or that is in the water under the earth. You shall not bow down to them, nor serve them. Looking back to 1989, The Swirling Eddies with Outdoor Elvis. Hey, hey. 
another of the many disguises of the Daniel Amos Band, the Swirling Eddies, from the mind of founder Dr. Terry Taylor, who will be a guest on one of my upcoming episodes of Full Circle. I hope you're taking time to laugh while listening to this episode of Full Circle, and I'm going to give you a mailing address one more time if you'd like to respond to the show. Now, folks ask from time to time how this radio show got started, how the bills get paid at Full Circle. Well, if you go to my website, there's a little of our history, playlist, links to some of our friends whose music we play on each episode, and a link for your support. If you've listened to my show, you know my approach is just a little different. I'd rather have the show underwritten by a national sponsor than get on the air and, and talk about money. I just never liked that approach. So here's what I'm doing, low-key. If you want to help in some way, write me, and I'll let you know how. No hard sell, no obligations. Just let the people know, and the rest is up to Jesus. I'm here because of Him, as long 
as he provides the way. He's the source. Sure, he uses people like you, but it all comes from his hand. My email address is info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. That's info at fullcirclejesusmusic.com. And when you go to my website, you can download or listen again to this show just in case you miss some of the lyrics or songs. Our last song has an interesting story behind it. It all started with disc jockey Bobby D from WZZD, a Christian radio station out of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. In 1984, Bobby had the overnight shift, and around 3 in the morning one day he got the idea for this next song. He had heard this song called Mr. Jaws on the radio in the 70s, a novelty song by Dickie Goodman, a parody of the 1975 summer blockbuster film Jaws, with Goodman interviewing the shark, whom he calls Mr. Jaws, as well as the film's main characters Brody, Hooper, and Quint. He makes full use of his original idea of break-in music sampling, in which all the interview answers are lyrics from popular songs from that year. Well, Bobby D was thinking that much of the music on the station was so serious that the message of the gospel could use some levity. It does, in fact, say in Ecclesiastes 3, to everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to weep, and a time to laugh. So, Bobby pieced together a rough version of his own idea, using the Mr. Jaws pattern, and played it on the air during his overnight shift. Later that day, he was called into the general manager's office and asked, why the station was getting requests for a song that wasn't on the playlist. So he played them the song he'd created, and they were not amused. In fact, it got him fired. But that's not the end of the story. The station kept getting requests for the song, and Bobby had the only copy. So the station rehired him, and he did a professional recording of it. This rare 45 single went on to have the number one spot for a short time, on a number of radio stations throughout the country. Looking back to 1984, Bobby D and the Scam, with the novelty hit, Mr. Jonah. Hello, this is Jean Linton with a news break. We take you now to our Mideast correspondent, Bobby D, with a special live interview. Thank you, Jean Linton. It's a beautiful day here on the beaches of Nineveh. With me today is one of the most unusual men of Old Testament history, Mr. Jonah. Jonah, I believe you have a message from God. Just exactly what is your message? When you gonna wake up? I don't quite understand what you mean by that. Could you be more specific? Are you saying? Well, what makes you so religious? I'm not religious. I just love the Let's ask the people from Nineveh what they think of your message. Hey folks, how have you responded to Jonah's teaching? We are persuaded. And how about you, young lady? I have decided I'm gonna live like a believer. Jonah, what did the king of Nineveh have to say about this citywide revival? You have turned for me my morning into dancing. As I understand it, Jonah, you originally ran from God's call, took a boat to Tarshish, a storm developed, and the sailors decided to throw you overboard. 
What were you thinking as they tossed you into that stormy sea? Come on and Then you were swallowed by a giant fish. How did it feel inside his belly? I was dying of pain. I was going insane. Well, how did you survive? I mean, what did you have to eat? Mana burgers! Now that you're back on dry ground, how do you feel? I'm alive again, Jesus. And it's thanks to you. Jonah, where do you plan to go to from here? America! And what do you plan to tell the people of America? Cadillacs end up in the junkyard. But Jonah, what's all the rush? I mean, why are you in such a hurry to tell them this message? He's returning! He's returning! And what should we do until he returns? Take a step for what's true In everything you do Take a step Jonah, thanks for the interview. By the way, he, here comes your fish friend. W what was his name? Hoping that you haven't taken the direction of Jonah? It's just a waste of time, and sooner or later, you have to come back to Nineveh. Thanks for listening. Until next time, keep your eyes to the sky and let your light shine. This is Jerry Bryant. Full Circles recorded in the Jesus Solid Rock Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Written by Russell Baum. Engineered by Jeff Kane. Full Circle is a JSR production. This is Full Circle.